0: All right, hello and welcome back to Carpet Talk. Um, Tis me again, Emily and Kaylee. Um, <laughs> I have a bowl of soup instead of a mug of any beverage. I lost my voice at camp and we're trying to get it back. We're getting there, but my throat is, is sad. So I'm eating Campbell's chicken noodle soup.
1: Classic. I, uh, I have a drift.
0: Oh, classic. Is uh, yeah. it the, the strawberry?
1: No, today it's the grapefruit.
0: Oh, it was my second guess. Mm -hmm. I hate the strawberry, so.
1: I love Spindrift, and you hate on it all the time. I
0: just, I really hate Spindrift, but I'm glad that you love
1: it. It just makes me really upset because it's, like, so fun to say, and it's such an aesthetically pleasing, like, drink container. I
0: I feel like that's the only reason
1: you like it. It's not. I also like the way it tastes because it's not artificial tasting, but you know what? Okay. To each his own, right?
0: Which means it tastes like dirt, because it's all natural, but... You're the worst. <laughs> it happens, it happens. Whatever. Okay, well, this feels very, like, I don't know, I feel very out of the, the podcasting type, mm. type thing. I feel like we haven't done this in forever. Yeah, there's we really been,
1: haven't.
0: There's been eat, sleep, breathing camp. Um, yeah, I get 18 hours off every weekend. Which means that I sleep and do laundry for 18 hours. But anyway. One of the
1: fantastic things of um, our lives right now is trying to figure out when to even say hi to each other. So,
0: prayers
1: for Emily and I for the rest of the summer because the 18 hours is really pushing our uh, our level of ability to do things. Kaylee left me a
0: voicemail the other night and she goes, Hi, are we still friends? I went, I called her back and I was like, Bro.
1: Okay, granted, I was on the, I was like an hour, like seven of like 12 on my drive back from Steubenville from Baron Day. And I was with two young boys who, like, God loved them. They were, they were great company on this drive, but like I was really in need of like someone else's interaction. (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyway, okay, jumping into today because I like really, really love, I love every podcast episode. I guess I should stop saying that. Um, just really love those podcasts i don't know if you've been able to pick up on that Mm -hmm. but um you know like emily and i said like we only get to talk to each other for a few minutes every week right now which is out of the ordinary because normally we like see each other every day normally
0: we live together
1: normally your your bed's above mine and yeah and instead we
0: talk for about an hour a week if
1: that Mm -hmm. um, that, which is big Sad, it is but but you know what It's it's a friendship truly Really just kidding future. um yeah well Emily Emily's really gonna lead it today because I think it's um <laughs> I'm tired <laughs> just really honest, I'm really tired but but not only that but yeah she has a really cool topic and a really cool thing to talk about and I think being in the world of camp she gets to see a lot of things that not all of us are seeing um a lot of effects of the generation that's growing up that um we didn't necessarily see because we were either finishing high school or in college and so her perspective is very new very interesting and <laughs> not only just for like the youths of this world but also for everyone because um, yeah. I think we say it a lot on this podcast like if we're complacent that means we're just stuck in ourselves um and the best way to become uncomplacent is to walk outside of ourselves and enter into the life of another and really encounter them uh, the way the Lord did.
0: Yeah. It's funny when we talk about like the youth of this generation, because in my head I have like the divide and I'm like, Oh yes. You know, we are two separate age groups. I'm like, we are, but also I hung out with a bunch of middle schoolers this week and like, we have the same humor. We have the same music taste. Like, <laughs> we're watching the same, the same shows, and I don't know like, if I think that like, says
1: more about you. No, 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 no.
0: I don't know if that's, like, youth on my part, or, like, adulthood on their end of things, and I'm, like, there's something, like, mixed up, because mm-hmm. I was in middle school when they were being born, so... It's just, it's weird. It's weird. But anyway, it's just, like, I make bracelets and listen to Olivia Rodrigo with them for half the day, so it's pretty great. Um... But anyway, so our topic kind of came about because I have actually been training my mom in the art of making charcuterie boards, <laughs> as Kaylee and I love to do. Um, but I, we had like the whole salty sweet thing going on. And so she got some Dove Dark Chocolates. I love Dove Dark, dark Chocolate. And so <laughs> I actually saved the wrapper of the one that I ate because of the quote that was on the inside of it. and It, it says, uh, be someone who you look up to. And it's by Emily N. Kansas.
1: She likes it because of the name.
0: Um, yes, her last name is Kansas, and I think that's fun. Her first name like, is Emily. <laughs> but, anyway. but yeah, just this idea mm-hmm. of, like, being someone that the younger you would have needed. Um, being someone that you today would look up to. And as Kayla and I were talking about this, like, um, we're just, we're bouncing off each other, and I said the thing, like, we're our own worst critics, but why aren't we mm-hmm. also our, our own biggest inspiration? Like, looking back on, I said I was, I worked with middle schoolers this week, and, like, just sharing in their hurt and their joy with them as we were getting close and, like, building these relationships. It's nothing new. Like, everything they said to me, like, it's nothing new. And there is the age difference and the generation gap, but it's everything that they're dealing with, um, whether it be great or whether it be the worst thing ever, it's the same stuff that you know we dealt with as kids and even into now like it's the same they're talking about things and I'm like in my head I'm like I don't know how to actually answer that because I'm still struggling with the same thing but the the great part was them saying other things and me being able to respond like no no like when as you grow up it gets better and then you get to turn around and give it to someone who needs it like you get you find the answers and you get to become the inspiration for someone else. Um, But I wish that I would start doing that for myself. Like, and as much as I can turn around and like give these 12, 13 year old girls, the answers they're looking for. I wish that I could start answering like those own questions for myself because we're still asking them. Like there's still the 13 year old inside each of us that just wants to know that they're doing okay. And they're doing the right thing. And, yada yada yada
1: yeah I think especially in the world today growing up and being not a middle school girl anymore um <laughs> yeah there's always this spirit of comparison in our lives and comparing mm-hmm. ourselves to those around us right yeah but never comparing ourselves to ourselves um, I actually also have kind of an incredible opportunity to work with some high schoolers this summer um, my, my little brother and a few of the other boys and girls at our parish um, and just kind of getting them ready for confirmation um, but not yet being a part of the confirmation class and I sit in these circles and I talk to them and I actually don't do a lot of talking I do a lot of listening which mm-hmm. is a very um, out of character <laughs> experience but it's good um, it's really good actually because I'm listening to them and I'm hearing them ask this like like you said em, the same questions that I ask Um, The Lord might just have a few more, you know, words attached Mm -hmm. to them because I have come to a point in my life where the questions might not have been answered, but they have been shown to me in a new light or a new depth, you know? Um, And while that kind of gets discouraging at times because it's like, oh my gosh, am I going to be asking the same questions for the rest of my life? (laughs) (laughs) It ultimately is like that, that one question of who am I, who, who do I want to become and who am I becoming? Um, and I just think it's so interesting to hear these young men and women, like, they know their faith, they know their school life, they know their friend groups, um, and they don't know how they all go together. Like, that's, like, the big Mm -hmm. thing that we talk about a lot, is, like, I feel like I have separate lives. I feel like I have separate things going on, because there's certain people I can talk to some things about and certain things that I don't talk to other people about. Um, So how am I supposed to become like, who, I, who I'm who meant to be. Um, and when Emily was talking to me earlier about this and saying, like, we need to be, no longer be our hardest critics, um, that just really struck me because that is the one thing that's easy for us as human beings, is to critique and to see the fault and to see the thing that we're doing wrong. Um, and while that's good to some extent, right, like, we should be able to know that we're not perfect and know that we are always improving like we should also have a spirit of hope and like the lord does not give a spirit of criticism without a spirit of hope attached but the world gives a spirit of criticism and steals our hope um and so yeah how do you how do you talk to someone and give them hope and give them you know a proper balance of being able to critique themselves but also know that like that's not the end of the story for me that's not the end of you know who i am i don't cease to exist once this question is answered or once I get an answer that I don't like to this question
0: yeah I know when it comes to other people like the biggest thing is not necessarily answering their questions but like just being in it with them and like that's mm-hmm. the biggest source of hope is when they can look to someone else and they say you're you're in it too you you too and like <laughs> the hope is that like you see this other person that you look up to and you see them striving and you see them getting through it and finding the answers and you know, getting to getting to know themselves and getting to know the Lord in it. Um, and I, w- I said it already, but, Like, I wish I was able to turn around and like do that with myself. Um, I wish we were all able to like turn around and do that with ourselves. Um, I was talking to one of the priests that I get to work with this summer actually and he was like, I was in confession with him and he was like, like I feel like I'm saying the same things All the time. And he goes, how many things have you been able to stop saying, though? I said, what? And Mm -hmm. he goes, he's like, yeah, there are the, you know, the habitual sins that you're going to fall to all the time. He goes, there are things that you're never going to stop until, you know, the end of your life. And he's like, but how many, you know, how many bad habits have you been able to break? How many things have you been able to walk away from? And he's like, start looking at those and, like, start being proud of the person that you're becoming. Start being proud of the saint that you are becoming in that because like as as easy it is to get down on yourself or you know to look at all the things about me that haven't changed yet. He's like, look at the things that have changed and be proud of that. Mm-hmm. You've you've given something. He's like you've given something back to your younger self by walked away from the things that were hurting you, and you've given a better gift to your future self by not bringing that into your future with you. I was like, that's a, it's a really, that's a really beautiful perspective to have on things. He was like, he just kept reminding me that like everything is a gift. Like there's nothing that we're entitled to. And so like everything is a gift. And when you treat it like that, when you treat
1: yourself like that,
0: you become someone that you look up to.
1: Yeah. If you could, uh, if you could say something to your younger self right now, what would it be?
0: Ooh, um, I would tell her that it's not all on you. The first, it's not all mm-hmm. about you. First off, because like I was a selfish, like prideful little little youth. <laughs> um, but it would also be like it's not all on you. Because, like, all the selfishness and all the pride mm-hmm. came from, like, the lie that I believe that, like, I had to take care of everything. Like, I had to get everything done. Because if I didn't, no one else would. And then everybody would be, you know, worse off for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I've since learned that. Also in learning that, like, I can't do everything. But also learning that I don't need to do everything. Damn. That I can actually rely on other people and trust other people and see them as allies and not as
1: enemies (laughs) yeah no that's awesome I think yeah growing up Catholic our whole lives we went to those retreats where they like did you where they like made you write a letter to like your future self and they like sent it to you yeah like, those were my least favorite things. <laughs> I
0: hated those. I hated them, too. And now I make kids do them.
1: <laughs> I, repeat, I would. I still wouldn't do it. I still don't like them. They they really stress me out because I never knew what to say. Like, oh, in six months from now. Like, I think I wrote one to myself when I was graduating high school. Like, I wrote one beginning of senior year and then when I was graduating. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I, like, ever said anything profound in them. Uh but as you were talking about, like, what you would say to your younger self, I was just thinking about, like, what the Lord would have said to the disciples, like, at the beginning of his ministry, and then at the end, like, I wonder what those conversations were like. I wonder what he, like, was saying to them, like, do you remember this? Do you remember that? And I think something we fail to do with ourselves a lot is, like, you, like, the priest was saying, like, do you remember this? Like, do you remember that? Do you remember that place in your life that wasn't, you know fulfilling you remember that place in your life that was always so hard remember that relationship you know it took time it took patience and it took you know maybe sometimes distance maybe sometimes um, big life events but like look now look mm-hmm. and compare you know the life you lived then to the life you live now and be okay with the change and and glory in the change but then also know that like my story is not over. Like my life still can change, and I think that that's a really big place to find hope. Um, like like he was saying, we shouldn't always fall into this. Like oh, I'm so bad at this. I'm so bad at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like sure, sure. But like Jesus doesn't come con- to condemn. He comes to, he comes to like give us a hope, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I work right now in a place that, um, like everyone, like everyone who works there is Catholic that owns it but everyone else isn't right like no one yeah is religious in the slightest and it kind of hurts sometimes to sit and watch the way that they like go about their day and how they despise certain things and I've been really struggling with how to how to talk to them because they are the younger version of myself just without mm-hmm. faith they're the young girls who are going through the stresses of Prom and the stresses of graduation and the stresses of you know this group of girls or like this this friend group did that last night and you know while it looks different than the life I lived then like you said earlier in the episode like it's still the same problems it's still the root like worries anxieties yeah. and um you know ways of feeling like a failure just manifested so differently um and I was talking to this one girl that I work with and she was like yeah I just I just don't want I don't want to like live the life my parents are like envisioning Mm -hmm. for me for for college like I don't want to live that because then I feel like all I'm going to do is become the people that my parents are and that's not fair and she just keep going on and on and on about how it's not fair that she has to live a pre-planned life and all I said to her was like pre-planned or not like It's beautiful to have someone who wants you to have a purposeful life. And like that Mm. stopped her in her tracks. And she was like, oh, like that makes sense. And I think um, this is a very long tangent of what I would have told my younger self. Sorry. (laughs) Don't do it. I think like as a younger self, I kind of felt like it could never be me, right? Like I could never have done that. Like that could have never been me. I could have never had that position. I could have never had that way of living. And it was all stemming from this idea that like my life is pre-planned for me. Mm-hmm. I have certain things that are expected of me. I have certain things that are hoped for for me. And because people have voiced those opinions to me, like I have to fulfill them. Um, so I could never be this, that, and the other because I need to be that, those other things. Yeah. Um, and I wish I could have told my younger self to just stop planning and stop having to have this like six year <laughs> plan or this, you know checklist of things to do because it, it stunts your growth so much and it stunts the person you're supposed to be so much. Um, and you become complacent in becoming who you are meant to be because you take the advice of other people and you say, oh, well, because they see that, like that must be something in me. And while it's true, people can like point out parts of ourselves that are like, oh, I could see you doing this. I could see you doing that. Ultimately, it comes down to you and saying like, well, what do I want to do and what do I want to do well for a good purpose?
0: Yeah, I know. I love how you also brought up, like, the seeing the younger people and, like, trying to relate to them and also, like, trying to let them relate to you and the same thing. And I think, like, a really great challenge to do with that, to fight against the complacency in it and to, like, actually look at, like, first, who do my younger self need and who do I want to be now and, like, where do the two line up? Because, like, that, that gives you, like, a really... Good trajectory of like where do I want to go? because so many people like our life plans are based off the need that we see and like the need that we feel like everything I want to do with my life and with ministry and with whatever is because like those were those were aches and those were things that were missing when I was younger, like gaps that I felt needed to be filled, and so like I want to do that um But I think, like, the challenge for it now is if you don't have the reminder of the younger version of yourself in front of you through someone else is to sit and pray with that and come back to the 16, the 13, the 12, the, I don't know, six-year-old inside of you and (laughs) just look at, like, what did I need then? And how do I become that for someone else now? How do I become that for myself now? Like, how do I be someone that inspires me, someone that I would look up to then and still now?
1: Yeah. And I think a really great thing about the Lord is like he sees our efforts and he sees the desires. And once we voice them and once we really start living into them, he provides. So if you don't have that younger person, like Emma's was saying, in your life right now that reminds you of yourself, that doesn't mean that you aren't needed. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you don't need to start becoming something for your younger self Maybe you just haven't had that chance yet. Um, you're going to meet them one day. <laughs> you're going to meet them one day. Like, you're, you're really going to meet are. that
0: person. You're not with them. and like, holy <laughs> poop, you are 14 year old me. And...
1: <laughs> and isn't it better to be prepared for that person rather than blindsided? <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're going to blindside you regardless, bro. Like, it's okay, crazy. You're right. You're I'm right. Like.
1: Yeah. But no, like, like Emily said, just sit with that and like, find that younger version of yourself in yourself and then give it back to the Lord because he will return it in human form. Yes, Nayman.